Then Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes in the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. I speak to you now in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, it is a joy and a privilege to be back before you all once again. I hear the bishop did a wonderful job in my absence. I hope he did. He's my boss, so i got to say good things, right? <laughs> but it is a joy and a privilege to be back with you all. Uh, while I was away, I wanted to let you all know that I did, in fact, uh, get approved to become uh, Army chaplain. So that was a really good thing that happened. And uh, this, this, uh, just yesterday was my birthday. And so it was, it was a wonderful thing that happened, all these good things happening at the same time. And so uh, it was my birthday, and I was listening, uh, and, and people were coming to me and wishing me happy birthday, and I saw all these posts on Facebook, and people were really, really loving on me. People not only did nice things for me yesterday, uh, but they actually said it. And my grandmother is a big proponent of giving people their flowers while they're alive, while they can still smell them. And so many people loved on me and said kind words and did kind things for me. It was amazing. They used their mouths to love on me and to speak kindly of me and to say good things. I was really edified. I was really built up. And then I was reflecting on all of this yet last night and I realized that that's not so in our country. Oftentimes, uh, people don't often give their flowers to people while they're alive and we, we often can be shut, up, uh, shut, uh, shut off and, and, and keep to ourselves. And especially in the time we live in now, we see all these people using their mouths, uh, not, not to say kind things about each other, but to, to say all kinds of evil things, to speak hatred and slander and all this hate going on in the world. Then I look at our gospel text and Jesus says, gives us instruction on how we ought to use our mouths. Jesus says it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles, but it is what comes out of a person's mouth that defiles. And I thought about that for a while. Many, of, many, many people today uh, would, would identify themselves as Christians. At least nominally, they, they go to church sometimes. They, they know of the Lord. They have some semblance of a relationship with Him. They, they've been to church a time or two, and, and they're familiar with how the church goes. And so they would consider themselves a Christian. But as I watch the news and I look around what's going on in the world, I wonder how many people's mouths portray them. They say they love Jesus, and then yet they say something else. And Jesus makes it very clear, uh, hate and, 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 and love can't come out of the same mouth. And he calls us as Christians to love our neighbors as ourselves. He calls us to say good things and to speak kindly of people. For it is by the love that we show one another that men and women would know that we are Christians, that we are actually disciples of Christ, that we belong to him. In our gospel passage, Jesus is, is talking with the Pharisees, and these are experts in the law. These aren't just your regular Jewish folk uh, who've had their bat mitzvah, but these are experts. These are rabbis. These are the teachers. In fact, uh, Jesus accuses them of, of not only do they make the law, but Jesus accuses them of, of putting too heavy burdens on people. They're instructors. They're professors. They, they know it backwards and forward, and they interpret it. And they add on all these heavy burdens on people. They extra stuff that the Bible doesn't really say, but, but other stuff to make sure that people live a godly life. That in and of itself isn't bad. Except when your heart's 
not in the right place. See, we could do the right things and we can, we can, we can do all of the good stuff. But if our heart's not in it, what good is it? What good is it? And that's what Jesus is talking about in our parable. He's talking to the Pharisees and these are experts of the law again, uh, but, but also they're experts in the purity codes. And so they create all these extra laws to go inside, to co- coincide with the law that God gave to make sure that people stay holy. You can't, not, not just don't go out on the Sabbath, but, but, but don't do all this extra stuff too. And, and all of these things, these extra stuff that they, they, they put on people, weighing them down. And Jesus says, that, that's all well and good. You can do all of the extra stuff. You can do all of the, the, you can keep the law. That's wonderful. But the law is not just to keep you. The law is to keep your hearts. The law is to keep your hearts. And over and over again, if you read the scriptures, the Old Testament, you'll find that Israel oftentimes forgot God. God would do something miraculous and something wonderful for the children of Israel. And then they kind of forget and do their own thing. God would deliver them uh, from, from Egypt. And then next thing you know, they're in the wilderness worshiping a golden calf. And I wonder how many times does God do things in our lives, wonderful things, time and time again, and yet we forget him. Our hearts aren't in the right place. We do the right stuff. We still go to church. We still go to Bible study. We still go to men's group and all that other stuff. But sometimes our hearts can drift away from the Lord. We can be doing the right stuff, but our hearts aren't in it. And that's, that's what's happening with the Pharisees in our gospel text. And so he says, it's not, it's not the purity codes that make you holy. It's having a clean heart. David said what? Creating me a clean heart, O God, and renewing me a righteous spirit. He did, he did wonderful things for the Lord, wonderful conquests for the Lord. But the thing he wanted most was a clean heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's not, not doing the stuff that makes you a Christian. But are you a Christian in your heart? It's not, not coming and, and, and seeing the blessed sacrament reserved and the altar and bowing and reverencing and, and doing all of that stuff. The bigger question is, is there a place in your heart reserved for the Lord? Is there a place that is only in your heart that is only for the Lord? Where he can take up residence and he has complete control. We're realizing that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if we realize that, that affects how we interact with our neighbors. We can't treat our neighbors any old kind of way. Because we realize that their bodies are also the temple of the Holy Spirit. We can't say anything we want to say because we realize that their bodies also are the temple of the Holy Spirit. They too We're made in the image of God. And so Christ calls us to tame our tongue and to not only do good works as he calls us to do in the scriptures, but to make sure that our hearts are in the right place. Where's your heart this morning? Where's your heart this morning? That's a question that the Lord's been asking me as I've been reflecting and, 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 and receiving all of these wonderful things and people have been telling me how great I am and I've been doing all these wonderful things for the Lord and I've accomplished all this stuff. This morning God wants to know where's your heart? Does your heart belong to Jesus? And if your heart belongs to Jesus, then, then it gets into your hands and it gets into your mouth and you start to live this thing out. 
You start to live this thing out. And what you say you believe actually becomes what you live outwardly. See, salvation is not just an outward thing. It has outward signs, yes, but salvation in and of itself is an inside job. It's an inside job. Salvation begins in the heart. Then it goes out to the hands and the feet and the mouths, and it affects how we live our lives. Jesus doesn't want us to just do good things for the sake of doing good things. Check the box. Heaven will not be filled with people who have done great things. Heaven will be filled with people who have made a place in their heart for the Lord. Who long to see his face above all else. They give money, sure, if they have it, great. They share their goods, if they have it, great, wonderful. All that's one and good. But Jesus is coming back for those whose hearts, who have set their heart on him, who long to see his face, who long in their heart to see the coming of the Lord. It's not just what we do outwardly, but in our hearts, do we love the Lord? And that's the question. And then Jesus does something miraculous in the Eucharist. He does something miraculous in the Eucharist. He, he, he invites us to come to the table. He invites us, as we are, he invites us to come to the table. And as we, we repent of our sins, he gives us more of himself. Oftentimes I find myself like Israel, struggling to love the Lord with my whole heart. And then I remember I can come to him in the, in the blessed sacrament of the altar and get more of him. Ingest more of his presence because the truth be told, this flesh that I have leaks and I want to do good things, but I mess up all the time. And so I have to keep coming back to the altar. I have to keep reading the scriptures. I have to keep doing these things to remind myself that my heart really does belong to the Lord. And this place isn't my home, but my home is in heaven. My real home where I really want to be is in heaven. And so I come to the altar to get a refilling to remind myself that I really do belong to Christ, that Christ really is present. And then he challenges us to do something with that. It's not enough just to have Christ in your heart, but Christ challenges us to do something else. After we receive him, the priest says, go into the world to love and serve the Lord. Go and do it. Show the world that you are Christians. Let what's in your heart get into your hands and into your mouth and to your feet. That's what it's about. So this morning, maybe, maybe you're like me and you realize that the heart isn't always in the right place. I invite you to come to the blessed sacrament of the altar to receive Christ, the presence of Christ in its fullness, to get a refilling of the presence of Christ. And I challenge you to hold on to it. And I know, yes, I know it's hard, but I challenge you to hold on to it and to take it out and affect change in your families, affect change in your neighborhoods, and in the community, and love people, and not to let your mouth betray you. For it's out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, and we declare we truly love the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.